You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL, that's K-I-S-T, and we have two fresh press conferences for you today. Before we get into that, I wanted to fit in some quick programming notes about what you can expect on the feed in the next couple of days. Later today, you'll hear from me and Benjamin Solak on a new Kist and Solak show as we work through the film of the Eagles' 17-10 loss to the Patriots. That's going to be an interesting one as we try to distill what's going wrong with the offense, what's up with Carson Wentz and how the defense was able to find success. So that's coming your way this afternoon. Then on Thursday morning, you'll get your weekly dose of BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky and BLG, May He Forever Reign. Later in the day, you'll get a new QB Sco show as me and Mark Schofield further break down Carson Wentz and Tom Brady's performances from Sunday, and we'll take a look ahead at the upcoming matchup with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense. Of course, Babes on Broad and more Kiss and Solak shows will be coming your way, plus another edition of Eye on the Enemy later this week. So a ton of content on the horizon as we continue to try and figure out what the hell is going on with the Eagles and what we can expect moving forward from them. All right, so coming up right now, you're going to hear from Eagles offensive coordinator Mike Groh, followed by defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, as they were at the podium. Sunday of kind of where the breakdowns were after the 10 month lead. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we, we had some, we, we left a lot of plays and a lot of yards out on the field. Um, certainly there were some things that, uh, um, that we need to make corrections on, which we did today. And, and uh, I think, uh, you know, from each position group to the coaching staff, we're all accountable for things that we need to improve on and, uh, in order to play the kind of football that, that we want to play. Uh, in order to play the kind of football you need to play to beat a good team like the Patriots. In the portions of practice that we've seen or, or that we saw last week, you were spending a lot of time with the wide receivers. Was there something specific to that? Are you spending extra attention with that group? I kind of always gravitate. You know, over over in that direction, anyhow. Um, just just with my background, so um, no, just just over there and and trying to uh, if there's anything that I see that that uh, is is helpful and just trying to be in a position to to be helpful. Mike, you um, you were credited a lot with with Nelson's emergence in 2017 when you came on on a board came aboard. Obviously, this year there's been a significant regression in his performance, just based upon the numbers alone what we've seen when you stand back and look at Nelson what has changed over these last two years um from from uh 2017 I, I don't know Jeff that, that I, I would say that that's probably not fair okay. um I would say that uh you know over the last two years uh, he's had to wear a lot of different hats uh in our offense due to uh you know the attrition at the position 
And, um, you know, one of his strengths is, is his uh, mental flexibility and his ability to learn. He, he knows the entire system as well as anybody. So uh, he's able to handle a lot from that standpoint. But, um, you know, the flip side of that coin is that then he gets he gets moved around in 2017. Um, he was really able to uh, really just kind of stay in one spot. Um, you know, each and every week we were healthy the entire year and we, we, we had the same three, four guys uh, rotating uh, and performing the same job. So, um, you know, his, his job description has changed over the last couple of years and, and due to necessity. And, um, you know, I, I, I understand the question, but um, to me, he's, he's still the same player. Go ahead. Two, two plays in particular, though, that stood out in the game was the one in the back of the end zone yeah. um, when he ran out of bounds. Is there something he could have done differently there? And then obviously the, the one the one that uh, – You talking about the play by. before the touchdown? Yes. Is that the play you're talking yeah. about? Um, yeah, we, that play was really designed for, uh, you know, a different coverage structure. And um, he had a completely – uh, really a, a completely different assignment um, had they played uh, the, the intended or expected coverage. And so he was really just reacting to the situation as the play got extended. And then the ball took him, you know, to the corner of the end zone on that one. Uh, on the last play, um, you know, when they went zero and, and we laid the ball out there, uh, Carson was trying to give him an opportunity to make a play. Um, you know, his uh, that's a tough adjustment based on the direction, you know, the target line that, that we have him on. Um, and then, you know, where the ball kind of fell back over his inside shoulder, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's the kind of guy who say he, he'd love to make that play. Um, but that wasn't, that wasn't a routine play. That, that was, a, that would have been a really, really good play. And two guys making a really good play in the circumstances that, um, you know, called for, but, uh, we didn't get it done. So far from JHI in terms of his conditioning and how close is he to the guy that he was before he got injured? Um, it's probably too, really too early for me to answer that, that question fairly. He did a nice job, uh, uh, in our workout, but we haven't been on the field with him, uh, really since then. I mean, uh, we're excited to have him back and, uh, obviously get him integrated here, uh, starting tomorrow. Nelson, are you considering possibly putting him back into the role regardless of what's going on with the other receiving spots that he had in 2017? Well, he is, he is used in that role. It's just, um, He's, he's spread out and, and doing a bunch of other things as well. So, um, you know, trying to, trying to manage that is, is, uh, you know, one of the things that we got to do. And, um, again, putting him in the best position to, to be successful and do the things that he does really well. And got a lot of confidence in, in Nelson Aguilar. He's been one of the reasons why we've, we've had success here. And I know he'll continue to be one. Has there been much consideration, Mike, given to, Given uh, Greg Ward a, an opportunity at any time this season. Yeah, I mean Greg's done a, a t terrific job for us at practice. He he makes uh, a couple plays every day out there, and um, he's certainly somebody that we have a lot of confidence in. Should should we need to call on him? So um, I don't know when that might be, but uh, he he'll be ready when 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 it is when it comes. Doug was saying that uh, Andre Dillard will work this week at right tackle. Right. I mean. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen him there. Um, yeah, he, he played some right tackle for us. Uh, we had him cross-training, uh, I think, some in training camp. So we've seen him over there. What, what kind of potential does he have at that spot? Well, I mean, just like he went on the left. It's just, uh, you know, in cross-training, changing up your stance and, and which hand's on the ground and your footwork and all those kinds of things, It's it seem, probably seems easy, but not necessarily as easy as, as a lot of these guys make it look. And um, so now he'll, you know, he'll be able to work over there this, this week on the right. And, uh, you know, I think that'll obviously benefit him for the game, being able to get there all the full-time work. The aggressiveness that you guys started showing a couple of years ago, you know, 
when you got here in 17, I guess. Um, that was kind of a, a relatively new thing in the NFL at the time, to go for and fourth down, to be as aggressive. How hard is it to maintain that innovativeness, that freshness over time in this league once coordinators start to, you know, opposing coordinators start to figure out what you guys are doing? And yeah, a really good question. I think just in general, it's, it's you know, you have to try to always stay one step ahead of, uh, the posse, if you will, and uh, whether you're talking about in those critical situations or just your general offensive structure, you know, trying to trying to do things differently, um, but still maintain the same order, you know, for the guys that are here so that you're not re remaking yourself all the time, but you have to find uh, new and fresh ways to, to do old things. Um, and that's part of the challenge. And then in addition to that, you got to solve, uh, you know, problems that the defense presents every week and and that's you know why we spend so much time in here trying to figure those things out the absences because of injury um, that you guys have does that does does missing the player matter more or do, or do positions matter more and you know if you what i mean is if you lose a particular player that you're deep at a position you're deep at is that less meaningful than you know losing your i don't know i'm thinking blame like you're starting right tackle like yeah if you speak more. specifically i could probably help you the answer but um Lane is a terrific player. Uh, to, so to say that, yeah, next man up, and we certainly believe that and have a high standard of, uh, you know, what we expect our performance to be, regardless of who's in the game. Uh, we got a lot of confidence in V and his ability to go in there. But Lane's a starter, and he's a starter for a reason, and, and he's a really good player. Um, but that's, I mean, to say that, I don't want that to sound like an excuse. I mean, we still expect to be able to, to play Eagle football. As you evaluate. I don't, I don't know if that's. Okay. All right. As you evaluate Carson, great Carson, whatever verb you want to use there, um, I guess what consideration do you pay to the attrition at wide receiver, like you mentioned? Is it purely the result of the play, or do you consider those other factors? Uh, can you ask me that one more time? Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So, so as as you evaluate Carson, yeah. how much attention do you pay to what he's working with? as opposed to kind of just, just what the expected result of the play is. I got you. Um, I think you have to factor both of the things uh, and keep both of those things in mind. Um, uh, and I, I probably have a similar answer uh, as before. Regardless of who's in the game, we have a high standard of performance. And whether we're talking about um, guys that aren't in a, at receiver or right tackle or running back or whoever they may be, um, you know, we're, we're preparing and we're practicing um, to go play our best football and to go play winning football. And we didn't get that done. And uh, we're obviously very disappointed in that, um, but certainly wasn't for lack of effort. And um, we're going to go back and we're going to work harder this week than we did last week. And you got to give the Patriots a lot of credit. They, they, they did a nice job. They've got a good team. They've got a good defense. Um, but we certainly expect to perform better than we did. Um, love the way we started, but just uh, there was enough in between there that uh, we got to get cleaned up and, and that we, we we're confident that we can, that we can do better, uh, regardless of who's in the game. Mike, uh, when it comes to Carson, Doug said that one of the, the learning points from this game is to, to take kind of what the defense yeah. gives you at certain times. He's also a quarterback that is very good at improvising yeah. and creating. Uh, I'm wondering how you define that for him. Like, what what moment? Like, what moments do you want him to to be that Carson versus the one that's that's just taking what right. the defense gives him? And how do you how do you define that for a quarterback? Yeah, I think Tim that uh, it's maybe two different things. Um, we certainly never want to um, take away from his spontaneity 
and his creativity and his ability to uh, extend plays and, and make plays both with his legs. And once he gets out of the pocket, you know, finding guys downfield, that's when a lot of uh, explosive plays happen. Um, and he's done that throughout the course of the season. He's been able to do that. So, um, you know, really not trying to rein him in from that standpoint. But um, I think uh, maybe what I wasn't in, in the press conference, but maybe what coach might be referencing is just just keep the routine play routine. You know, um, you know, every, you know, you just got to take what the defense gives you that old cliche, um, but really is is very true. And uh, it's easy to say it's obviously, you know, it's it's easy to talk about. Um, but in the heat of the moment, a, you know, a competitive guy uh, playing in a, in a big game like that, sometimes you, you can, you know, press a little bit maybe and try to make a play. Um, if you just keep the routine plays routine, uh, take what the defense gives you and let the offense work for you, like Coach said, um, you know, a lot of times then, then the big play happens. All of a sudden you're like, holy cow, there it is. That's, that's what I was hoping for. Can you, can you, coach, up, can you coach up uh, dynamic catches at the receiver position? Um, my point being that every Sunday we're seeing a lot of receivers around the league make just unbelievable catches, and that's just certainly been lacking from this from this unit. Is there is there something you can even do in practice, or is it? I, I, sometimes I see guys run through drills and just use catch it with one hand. Is it, is that one thing? Or is there? Yeah, I mean, uh, you we we do do one handed catches, um, but without anything specific, I, you know, those, those competitive plays. If if you're speaking of those. Those are very hard to simulate in practice because uh, when the offense is up, obviously we're trying to get everybody to the game. We want to practice uh, the plays that we're going to run in the game, but it's not necessarily as competitive uh, at the catch as it's going to be on Sunday. So that's for safety reasons and all those things that I'm sure that you can uh, understand. So those things are, are hard to, to really simulate in practice. Is there anything that, that you would notice on the passes that uh, when he's not under pressure, maybe mechanically, that you can correct, or is it just something he has to get through? Well, I, I think everybody fundamentally on every play, there's there's something that you could uh, you know you could fine tune. Whether you're talking about the quarterbacks or any position, um, you know that's that's that what we're constantly emphasizing uh, when we're watching the tape, going back and, and looking at that in both practice and in the games of, of just having great fundamental discipline. And that, uh, you know, your fundamentals will carry you through the day. And if you just uh, focus on those details, um, then the big things take care of themselves. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Remember the ones that uh, were like, they were like this big and they had the full cassette and that was like cutting edge. I remember, uh, yeah, and then you got the micro one and you thought that, uh, you thought that it couldn't get any better. I still have. 
I used to use that um, when I was first coaching to like keep notes during the game because I mean during um, watching film that way it would save me from writing down anyway I have like a box somewhere of about 500 of those little micro cassettes and you guys probably do the same probably I never touched them ever again you know uh, but I'm sure I'm sure they're somewhere in a basement or in a box somewhere well anyway you guys don't want to talk about technology <laughs> Jim what are the challenges in trying to tackle a guy like Russell Wilson well, you know, there's scrambling quarterbacks, there's um, there's running quarterbacks, there's drop-back quarterbacks, there's quarterbacks that are good from the pocket, there's quarterbacks that are good outside of the pocket, there's quarterbacks that can throw on schedule, there's quarterbacks that can create on their own. And um, he's all of the above. You know, so I think that you layer all those things together and it makes it a tough challenge. You have to defend – um, parameter plays like boots and play actions. You have to defend, um, you know, RPOs and zone reads. You have to defend off schedule plays, but he can also be as good as anybody in the league when it comes to just dropping back and throw it. He's very talented that way. And he can scramble not just for first downs, but he can scramble for big plays down the field. Um, just an excellent competitor, and uh, it's a great challenge this week for us. They haven't been able to protect him, it seems like, recently. Um, is it important for you guys to you know, have a contained rush to keep them in the pocket, or is that too much to give away? Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, all your schemes are built to whether you're containing him or you're spilling him to somebody else. They're, you know, they're all built to try to prevent, um, you know, scrambles and things like that. I mean, it, it's obviously a different challenge this week as opposed to last, um, you know, um, our previous game plan, we were trying to get the quarterback moving. You know, I think that, you know, this is this is a little different story with Russell Wilson because he is very dangerous outside. But, you know, he's also got some big play receivers and he's got a really good running game behind him. Um, so it's not just all about stopping him. Did you guys go into the last week kind of expecting a trick player to Well, yeah, I mean, you see it um, all the time with them. And they ran one early in the game and then – you know, obviously ran one later in the game or um, first series of the second half. You know, it's one of those things you just let your guard down for half a second and um, and you end up looking bad, and uh, and we did on that one. What does Jalen Mills do so well in the red zone? It's not just the red zone. Jalen's playing at a high level all across the field. He's tackling well. Um, he's covering well. He's up to challenge of, um, of covering guys. And... Um, he brings us a lot of spirit and a lot of competitiveness and toughness. I think you've seen the the level of our defense um, defensive play increase since he's been back. Um, you know, he's always been a respected member of our defense and a guy that the coaches and players both have a lot of confidence in. Um, you know, he was down for a while. He worked really hard to get back, and I think all that hard work is paying off for him. I'm really, pr really proud of him. Sorry, are you surprised with the way that he sort of solidified the secondary? having not played for a year, and especially with the number of snaps that he's also getting. Yeah, you know, Jalen has never checked out. So, you know, you could say, yeah, it's surprising because it's a tough thing to do. But I also recognize all the work that he's put into it. And it hasn't just been, you know, you know, sit around for a year waiting for it to come back. He's been actively engaged in, you know, every one of our meetings and – Every one of our game plans, even if he wasn't playing, he sits right over there and um, and he's into the game taking notes like if he was playing. And that's paid off for him. We've had other players 
not just Jalen, injured players, but we've had guys on the practice squad that have been that way. And generally the guys that succeed are the guys that stay ready so they don't have to get ready. And uh, Jalen um, Jalen certainly personifies that. Jim, look, uh, how are the Seahawks using DK Metcalf and what kind of dynamic does he bring to the offense? Yeah, he's averaging 17 a catch, so that's been big for him and it has a lot of yards. You know, not a lot of high percentage plays. I think he's only somewhere, you know, slightly above 50% in targets to receptions or receptions to targets, I guess I should say. Um, but he is a big, strong guy, and um, he's got good size to go up and get balls. And um, he's also a guy that can is extremely strong with run after the catch. So, you know, it's not just defending the deep balls. It's also tackling the short ones and stuff like that. Um, you know, Lockett is a, a very impressive receiver also. They added Josh Gordon. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they have some playmakers out there, and again, if um, if we let our guard down for one second, they have a lot of guys that can make us pay with touchdowns. These linebackers, what have they shown you, in particular May and Camus, in these past few weeks when, when they've had to take the bulk of the snaps? Yeah, they've both been up for the challenge. You know, Camus started off a little slow. We've seen that with some of our guys. He was injured and, you know, was battling his way back from the, the training camp knee injury. But, you know, the one thing Camus has always been consistent with has been creating plays behind the line of scrimmage, open field tackles, you know, those kind of plays. And, you know, we're seeing him do those kind of things again. And, um, you know, Nate has really done a great job. We've had injury situations the last couple of years where different guys have stepped into the mic position. And, um, you know, Nate did it a little bit last year, and, and he's done it this year for us. Um, you know, nobody's perfect on defense. Nobody's played a perfect game, but he certainly has made the plays that uh, he's needed to, and he's given us a good stabilizing force when Nigel's been out. Big picture, what's been working for this defense in the last few weeks? Is it the fact that you guys are, are getting guys healthy and getting guys back on the field, or is there there's something else? Um, I don't know. Um, we just try our very best every week. Um, you know, it is it, it it has been good getting guys like Jalen Mills back and. We got Darby back from an injury. We got Avante back from an injury. Um, you know, we got Timmy Jernigan back. I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's a, a big surprise. I don't think that's a, a breaking news that, um, you know, good players make good play. What have you seen out of Jannard Avery since, he's, since he joined you a few weeks ago? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a bit of a hybrid player, um, you know, and, and – uh, you know, when we got him, we needed to have a specific plan for the way that we were going to, we were going to use him. Um, first week, we used him just a little bit, used him a little bit more as a defensive end in this last game, but we've used him as a hybrid linebacker in there also. Um, you know, he's done a nice job working really hard to make the most of his opportunities when he's been out there. Um, it's a little tough to sub with this last game because of um, whether it was tempo or you know that's a team that's really that's really um, savvy to catch you with too many guys on the field, so it's hard to sub just you know willy nilly. So you really have to be surgical with your substitutions. So sometimes it's hard to get specialty players out there, but um, you know he's been a nice nice uh, a nice addition for us. And um, so anyway, put a little stress on you as the play caller to figure out a way to implement a guy who's such a specific type of role player? No, we, we welcome anybody that can help make a play. I mean, I don't. I, I certainly wouldn't put that in a stressful category. I put that in the in the positive category. Um, you know, I mean, every and every game's a little bit different. Every game plan is a little bit different. 
But, um, you know, guys that can run, guys that play with a high level of um, intensity and enthusiasm and guys that are smart and prepare well and guys that can either cover or rush to pass or, man, we can find spots for all those guys. There are any moral victories in the NFL, but um, how do you view it when your defense performs as well as it does against Tom Brady and you lose um, versus, I guess, the last time you faced him, you didn't play particularly well against him and, and won? Yeah, I mean, you guys know the way I always look at that. I mean – um, you know, you're right. The last time we played in the Super Bowl, we didn't play our best, but we made the one play that we needed to win the game. And that's bottom line in this business. This game, we played a lot better. We did some really good things, but we didn't make the one play that we needed to make the um, the game. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a win. You know, I think you guys are a little skeptical when sometimes when, when I talk about the only thing that matters is wins, and I don't care about stats and everything else. But, man, I've been around a long time. I don't care about stats. I care about wins. And I'd certainly I certainly would exchange a win for, um, you know, and, and having made a play that helped win the game as opposed to playing well with a loss. I mean, no, nobody's trying to do that. Everybody's trying to win. So a stat question you're, you're going to love then. Awesome. Um, uh, third down defense. You, got, you guys were holding them well for most of the game, but these third and longs kind of keep coming up. What what would you like to see better there, you know, third and 10, third and 11, those situations? Well, we had the one trick play. We just got we got a little too aggressive on that. You know, I mean, if that's third down and two and you got to go get that wide receiver screen, it's a little different situation. Third down and long, we could have played back a little bit more and, you know, taken that. And I know – I know um, – you know, it's never a good answer to say you don't, you shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be so aggressive. But in that case, you know, aggressiveness works against you, and I think they use that against us. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I really don't recall um, yeah, there was the, conversion. The, we had the, a penalty. Yeah, there was a Vontae's penalty, and then there was another third and ten. They converted down the left yeah. sideline. Yeah, they're going to they're going to convert some. You know, I mean, you know, they're a good offense and, you know, they have good receivers and good quarterbacks and uh, good schemes and everything else. And we got bounced back the next play and, and went our fair share. I think when it was all said and done, I was I was pleased with what we had done on third down. Um, you know, so there it is. Jim, you talked about linebackers a little bit before. Without Nigel, though, how has the communication aspect worked? Has, has it been seamless? Has there been any issues there? No, I mean, all those guys in, in training camp, um, we use all those guys to signal. We cross train a lot of guys. Um, I, I very rarely use the, the coach, the defense communication in the off season or training camp to make those guys all have to over communicate and have to, have to, um, you know, get signals in case communication goes down. So once we put the earpiece in them, it's pretty easy. We did have a situation when Nate went down for a couple of plays. We had to switch helmets to Camus. He 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 put it on. He just kept it the rest of that series. We've also had times this year where, like you know, we had a couple snaps um, where Nate came off the field, and we have a plan for those kind of communications. Um, but our communication has been good, and those guys have have done a good job of keeping everybody on the same page. You know, we had. We had probably two plays at the beginning of the second half where we were behind on their um, – and we were expecting tempo. We were actually expecting from the very beginning of the game. They were really switching a lot of different personnel groups early, and then second half they came out to tempo. 
And I think the second and third play, we were late getting lined up on two of those. But after that, I thought, and you know, after that, the guys did a really good job. We had worked hard at it during the week. It's not just the guy making the communication. It's everybody else getting the call and, um, and getting set and being ready. Um, it's part of playing defense. And, you know, when you're doing those kind of things, you're generally, um, you're generally in position to play good defense. Will Elias go back to that role if he plays this week? Well, we'll have to get to there when we, when we get there. You guys know I'd never like to get too far ahead. Let's get him back on the practice field first, and then, uh, and then we'll see where that takes. You know, Nigel's a, a real valuable and has been a key part of our defenses over the years. And if he is able to uh, get back on the field for us, it'll be a good uh, good boost for us. I have four dudes with third safety. Pardon? I did Rudy four dudes with third safety. Well, we used a couple different packages there. Um, you know, and, and Rudy was one of those. Um, it's the first time he's ever really done anything for us and, um, you know, made a nice tackle in the open field for us. And we, we knew he could do that on special teams. Um, it was an important role going forward. We used some corners in those positions, both – um, last game and this game, and sort of mixed up. Rather than use three safeties, we've used you know we've used six corners in some of those situations. So we spread it around a little bit. Um, you know we all have things we can do better, and um, you know I think that. Uh, but we saw some good signs from. Them. What dictates this one, please? Pardon? What dictates whether or not you use three safeties or four corners? It just depends on what the situation is, what personnel groups it is, what down and distance. I mean. It would, it would, it might, it would make take two hours to explain that. I mean, it's just, it, it, it suffice to say, um, game situation, matchups, down and distance, <laughs> and, and also what we have available. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, that comes, you know, sometimes, sometimes you have something you have in mind that you want to do, but maybe you have an injury or maybe you don't have the player that can do that. So you need to change plans. It's, it's different every single week. Okay, I guess.